Hello world, and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Tasha. Today we are continuing our relationship series, and today we're going to talk about self-love. We're going to use myself as an example today, and we're going to talk about a letter I had to write for therapy. I think self-love is important, and it's something that I'm constantly working on and trying to improve upon. So without further ado, here's the letter. A little side note, I wasn't forced to write this. It was an exercise that she suggested and I fell in love with it, so I did it. It says, Hey gorgeous, first and foremost, I love you. Thank you for taking the time out to write this. I know you've been busy. I know school and work are important, but you are equally important. Take a minute to breathe. You made it. You freaking made it. I didn't think we'd make it here, kid. I had my doubts. I didn't know if we can get to a point of where we are today or commit to where we are today. So take a moment and reflect on how 2019 has panned out. You got into nursing school. You stuck it out through a whole two semesters. And that's what I love about you. You're tough in a good way. You're resilient. You're open-minded at times. You're brave at times. And you're fearless at times. I love that you love to try. I love that you have such a big heart and have lots of love to give to others. I love the way you value your friends and family. I love how you make time for who you deem is important. I love that you are learning how to say no and are learning how to set healthy boundaries. I love that you are open to love, whether it is yourself or others. I love your smile. I love your laugh. I love the way you set standards for yourself. Even though it may be hard sometimes, you set the bar high and you exceed your expectations time and time again. I love your laugh. I love the way you tuck your hair behind your ears when you're trying to think or paying attention to something. I love the fact that you still stick your tongue out when you're concentrating. I love how you're taking care of your mind, body, and spirit. I love that you are taking your medications regularly, going to counseling consistently, and working on reaching out to your tribe. I love that you have a tribe. I love that you feel comfortable and safe enough to reach out to people that love and support you. I love that you are learning to shut down self-doubt or mean comments about yourself. I love that you are learning to love who you are and who you are becoming. I love that you are learning to embrace your body in every size, shape, and form it comes in. I love your transparency and openness. I love that you're okay with being a role model, but not letting the pressure of being one crush you. I love that you're okay with being a leader. I love that you're not afraid to ask questions or speak up in class. I love how you've worked on your relationship with your mother. I love how you meditate before and after work. I love that you appreciate the moments in life. I love that you are taking the appropriate time for yourself, like taking time off work before school or during school breaks. I'm proud of you for setting a set schedule for work so you can focus on school. I love that you are learning to be okay with being loved. It's okay to let other people do for you what you do for them. It's okay to be loved, and I love that you're working on that. There are so many things that I love about you and that I'm learning to love about you. You're a great kid keep it up. Well, dang, that was powerful, wasn't it? Wow. I wrote that in February of 2019 on Valentine's Day to be exact. Leading up to that, I was kind of having a rough semester. Like I mentioned before, when things get hard in school, I usually dropped out or I wouldn't go to class anymore and I'd just take the F or the zero. Because of that, I was put on academic probation from two separate colleges that I went to, that I won't name, but it was a self-confidence knocker. 
my issue with my self-esteem started at around age 10. I know what events led up to that. I talked about it in therapy. I know it played a role in the decline of my self-esteem. And I'm going to take accountability for my half of it. I can't blame the circumstances or the other person or the other people. I'm going to just talk about myself and not talk about them at this point in time. I remember hearing someone say, and I don't know who, that I was the bigger one out of my sister and I. I do know who said this, but I'm just going to say I don't know who said it. I remember hearing that and being confused at 10. I was in fifth grade and I heard someone say I'm the bigger one. I didn't know what that meant, but it made me me feel different on the inside. I felt self-conscious. I looked at myself differently. I remember my sister and I shared a room at the time, I think. And I remember when she wasn't home or she was downstairs, I went through her clothes. I don't think she even knows this, but I remember I went through some of her clothes and I compared her shirt size to mine. And we're three years apart, so obviously I'm taller than her and our shirts are going to be completely different. But after hearing that, I was so devastated. I was like, oh my God, I'm huge. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm worthless. And these words I have never uttered before. I'm ugly. Things like that were in my head. I remember going to the doctor's office and before I went, previously in the past, I had never paid attention to my weight. I had never heard what my weight was or cared. I was just like, oh, I weigh so-and-so pounds. I don't know what that is. I don't know math. That's fine. But in fifth grade, I was 100 pounds. I remember this specifically. I remember my doctor looking at me, a 10-year-old, and telling me that I was overweight. What the heck did overweight mean? And is there a better way to have that conversation with a child? I get that. I did weigh more than some of the kids in my class. Not going to deny that. But that moment sticks with me. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I remember being so devastated. And I remember not wanting to eat. And I think that was like the beginning of my binging disorder, which I will do a whole episode on at another point in time. But I remember that's what really, really changed the way I looked at myself. I would compare myself to my friends and I would compare myself to other girls who were younger than me or my friends that I went to church with or school with. I remember saying, well, I don't look like them. They're tinier than I am. And I remember I would even get to the point where, like, if I had friends that were a little bit larger than me, I'd be like, okay, well, I don't look like that, so I'm fine. I remember saying that about one of my school friends. And, well, not saying it out loud, but saying it in my head. And I remember how bad I felt, but also good at the same time that I felt that way. Because I was like, okay, well, maybe maybe it's just, like, the scale was wrong. And maybe, like, my shirt's just too big. But at that time, I was wearing adult-sized clothes. Um, I was gifted in the front area. So that was part of the reason why (laughs) I was wearing adult t-shirts. But besides that, I really hated myself at 10. I feel like there are moments when you stop seeing yourself as a child or you stop thinking like a child. And there was some previous trauma in my life that kind of added to that. 
But I think that moment when I heard that I was the bigger one and then following that, maybe like a month and a half later, I was told I was overweight by a trusted health professional and like I was aware of how much I weighed. All that came together and I was completely self-conscious and my self-esteem was just low from then on. I did things I shouldn't have done. I accepted things I shouldn't have accepted because I felt like I deserved it because I was fat. And this is something I had a huge breakthrough in therapy, so I, I'm okay talking about it now. I think if I hadn't gone over it in therapy and gotten all the tears out and like the boohoo sobs and all this crazy stuff, I don't think I'd be comfortable talking about it now. But because I have expressed these feelings and gone a little bit more in depth with my therapist, I feel like it's okay for me to kind of briefly go over the subject as best as I can. So that was the beginning of it. After that, I just kind of hated the way I looked. I became obsessed with how much I weighed, what shirt I wore. I was mean to other girls, really mean to other girls when I was in high school because I envied them or envied the way they looked. And I was just mean. I was just mean because I hated myself. And I truly believe in the idea that hurt people hurt people. I mean, that's not necessarily true in every case, I guess, but I was hurting And I thought the best way to heal the hurt was to hurt others. And I'm not at that point anymore in time. But looking back on how I was then, I just wanted to hug myself. I just want to hug myself and say, you're okay, you're beautiful the way you are. But I can't do that now. And I'm working on that now in therapy, embracing myself and saying, no matter what you look like, no matter what size you are, no matter how much you weigh, you are beautiful and you are worthy. I'm a work in progress. The road to self-love is a road. It is not a roller coaster. It's not done in 30 seconds. It's not done in a minute and a half. It's a road. It's a nice, steady choo-choo train that you see at Disney World that all the little kids ride in. That is what it is. You just keep taking laps and laps and laps and laps. And some days are good, some days are bad. I actually went shopping for myself two or three days ago and I bought things that fit not things that were too big not things that were too small to keep my closet that when I lost the weight that I'd wear which is so detrimental to me I don't know why I do that like I bought a dress that was a solid like two or three sizes smaller than I am right now and I was like that's my that's the dress I'm gonna fit into in x amount of time in x amount of weeks I'm gonna weigh this amount I'm gonna do this by doing xyz and I'm like that not that I'm discrediting anyone who does do that, but for me, it is not healthy at all. It makes things worse when I don't eat for X amount of time or I limit my meals or I cut down on what I'm eating and I feel great. I will try that outfit on and it will not fit because I got it several sizes smaller than I am and then I will binge. So what I did past couple of days is I bought clothes that fit. I bought jeans that fit. And I loved the outfits I have. I'm so excited to wear them. I know I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I keep joking that summer is canceled. But I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. (laughs) And I'm going to have to wear those outfits. But I'm really excited that I bought them for myself. And I'm excited to wear them. Maybe just walking my dog. You know? I'm just excited to wear them walking around the house, just being excited about loving my body in the state that it's in. And these are small wins that I have. My therapist is really proud of me for doing this. 
so I'm just really, I'm really in a good place right now. All that to say, self-love is important, and the relationship with yourself is so, so, so imperative. If you don't love yourself, how are you going to let others love you? Moving on from my deep moment. (laughs) Psychology Today posted something that really interested me. I saw it this morning before I was going to record this, and I had to write it down. It said that inner peace and happiness are synonymous with cultivating compassion towards ourselves. To me, I thought that meant that we need to find inner peace first. You know, I think that it meant that we have to find inner peace first. And I think I'm almost there. I really feel at one with myself when I'm meditating. Another thing that I'm working on in therapy is extending compassion and grace to myself. I set the bar so high when I don't meet my expectations, I beat myself up mentally and emotionally, and I need to realize that you don't have to be perfect all the time. It's okay to make mistakes. I want results to happen now, and I want it to happen on my time, but I need to understand that it's not realistic. The article also says, self-compassion means accepting ourselves as we are, meeting our feelings with loving kindness rather than trying to fix or change ourselves. It means being our own best friend. This hit home for me. This is exactly what I'm working on in therapy. Accepting myself, meeting my feelings with love instead of trying to fix or change myself. I hope that if you need to or want to, you'll join me on the road to self-love. I just want to close things out with what my favorite thing to do is, which is share a word of affirmation. It says... I am proud of myself, and I choose myself today. I am proud of myself, and I choose myself today. Before I forget, I forgot to mention what kind of tea we're having at the tea party today. It is Plantation Mint from Bigelow. It is delicious. It is the staple tea we have in my household. If you ever come over for tea, that is the tea that you will get. That is it. That is the only option. (laughs) That is what I'm drinking today. So my tea partiers, I encourage you to choose yourself today. I'll include the link to the article in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Tea Time with Tasha. Peace, love, and blessings to all of you. And have a great day.